I am your host, Dr. Clyde Posley Jr., and we are elated to have you here tonight. I'm excited because of the, my guest from last week is back this week. He's going to continue to talk about the importance of a powerful relationship in tough seasons. He's talking to us about how to choose relationships and, and, and what are the factors that we should be considering as we choose healthy relationships. Today, in part two, he's going to talk about uh, nine steps, uh, nine ingredients, nine ingredients to a, a, a relationship that tastes good. He's going to explain that to you a little bit further. And so we're excited. We're so excited. We're going to get right into the show. I want to take this opportunity to welcome you back, my brother. Pleasure, glad, man. glad to have him. As you all can see, he's splendiferously clad and uh, <laughs> he's here with us today, but he is sharp about relationships. And uh, we're going to do something. We're going to I'm going to create a, a, a relationship and marriage forum, uh, maybe at Jameson Camp and have him as one of the keynotes, because this is a gift that God has given to the kingdom through him. Bless you. Pastor Bless Taylor, you, glad friend. to have you back. Glad to be here. Just let everybody friend. know who you are again. Well, my name is Pastor Timothy Taylor. I pastor the Tabernacle Baptist Church here in the city of Indianapolis over on 30th Street. Glad to be here. We've been serving the city of Indianapolis for 139 years. Absolutely. So we are thankful to God for that. Just glad to be here with you, my friend. Glad to have you. Glad to have you. So listen, uh, I, I can't wait to to hear what the, how to make a relationship taste good, good and how it strengthens God. Good. The floor is yours. Thank you. Well, uh, as we talked last week about the good taste ingredients for a good taste relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, few years ago before uh, my my mother, my wife's grandmother went home to be with the Lord at 100 years old. Mm. Before she passed away, those five years preceding, my wife and I would go to the nursing home every almost three or four times a week and feed her. And we always knew when the meal was good because Nana would say, that's got some good taste. So I went home and I wrote down uh, the nine ingredients for a good taste mm-hmm. relationship. Mm-hmm. And the first ingredient for a good taste relationship is patience. Patience. Love is patient. It's in the word. That's what the Bible says. Love is patient. Be patient with one another. Mm-hmm. You got to be patient with your spouse. Nobody does it right all the time. That's right. Nobody is always, everybody doesn't wake up in the morning in a good mood. Mm-hmm. You have to be patient with your spouse, patient with the person that you love, understanding that you get it wrong sometime as well. If you're in a relationship with someone that does not have patience for you, mm-hmm. patience for what you're doing, patience for your career, you might want to reevaluate that relationship. Mm-hmm. So the number one ingredient for a good taste relationship is patience. Okay. The number two ingredient for a good taste relationship yeah. is just to be kind. Hmm. What do you mean by be kind, Pastor Taylor? Uh, you have to be kind. With, kindness is not hard to do. Good morning when you see somebody. Mm-hmm. When you uh, leave someone, kiss them goodbye. How about just put a smile on your mm-hmm. face? Who wants to wake up to the to a grump all the time? And, and let, let me and let, let me add this because uh, I want you to get all nine in. You have to be, as you're saying, intentionally kind. Intentionally because kind. Because sometimes, Absolutely. you know, you, 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 there are, you have mood changes. People have, you know, Absolutely. you may not be in a good mood. You're saying that this is necessary even when you don't feel like it. Absolutely. Kindness works even when you don't feel like it because you are working on a relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, one of the ways I'm kind to my wife, if I'm in any store, mm-hmm. before I leave, I'm looking for something to take home to her. Mm. Even if it's a small 
bucket of ice cream. And my wife's gonna gonna chuckle when you say that. <laughs> because love is kind. Right. If I love you, I'm kind to right. you. I want to see you be gr as great as you can be. Mm -hmm. And I want to see you happy. I want to put a smile on your face. Mm -hmm. So number one is patience. Right. Number two is kindness. Okay. Number three, generous. Be generous. And mm -hmm. I'm not just talking about money. I'm not just talking about spending. Right. But be generous with your time. Mm -hmm. Be generous with your love. Prioritize that person. Prioritize that person. That's right. Be generous to that person. Be generous with your attention. Be generous with your affection. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, the Bible says that we are to be fruitful. And to multiply. And to multiply. That's right. But when you get at a certain age, you're not having no more babies. Mm -hmm. You're That's not right. multiplying children. That, right. But when you are kind and generous and have patience with one another, you are fruitful and multiplying mm -hmm. that love. Mm -hmm. And that's what we are to do in our relationships. We are to be kind and generous, show patience and love, because these are the things that multiplies I, our love. You know, the, uh, Oops, sorry. Yeah, you sorry. You edit that out. Yeah, it's, it, there, in Second Corinthians chapter 9, there is a, almost a hidden scripture, because we don't hear people, people talk much about it, relates to generosity. Mm -hmm. After he, after, uh, Paul says, and God loves a cheerful giver, he goes on to say, and God is able to make all grace How about abound that? toward you, that you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. So just imagine a husband or a wife committing themselves Absolutely. to the specific generosity to the specific spouse they have. How about that? That will open gates of grace that were may not have been Ladies open. and gentlemen, Dr. Posley has been cheating and he's been looking at my notes on my computer. Because you have to be generous with your grace. Absolutely. You got to be generous with your grace. That's right. Showing grace to one another. Mm-hmm. I've woken up and had bad days and probably said some things to my wife I should not have said. And she had enough grace not to say anything back, knowing I'd have enough sense to come back later and apologize. That's right. I've done the same thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and it helps me grow as a man as well as a husband. Absolutely. Yeah. So you have to give a good taste relationship is to be generous to women. Okay. What's the first one? Love, first one is, is patience. Okay. Love. And to be generous. Okay. All right. Number the fourth way is to uh, good taste relationship ingredient is to be humble, have humility. Mm. I know that's going to be hard for some of y'all, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. You got to be humble. You got to have humility. In order to have a good relationship, you have to be humble. Now that does not mean that you allow somebody to walk all over you. Mm. That's not what that means. Right. That doesn't mean uh, you allow somebody to trample over you or to browbeat you. That's not what that means. But it means you put your ego aside. Mm -hmm. um, this is going to be a newsflash for some folks. Um, being right is overrated. <laughs> Nobody's right all the time. That's right. And sometimes, even if you think you're right, humility says, I'm just going to keep my mouth That's shut. Right. Because I'd rather have peace than to win. Mm-hmm. Winning's overrated. Mm -hmm. So you have to be humble. That's right. Practice humility with your partner. You're blessed to be here, man. Humble love does away with pride. That's right. Pride in relationships are dangerous. Mm -hmm. And you will do whatever it takes to build your partner up when you're being humble. Because you don't care how, I, I don't care how I look. I care how we look. Right. And if you look good, 
I look good. So you got to be humble. That's good stuff, man. Number five, good taste relationship. Be courteous to one another. Good taste relationship. Be courteous to one another. Love is polite. Love says thank you. Mm-hmm. Love doesn't demand its own way. So be polite, be courteous to your spouse, be courteous to your partner. And how about we start the day off with a smile and a good morning? If, if you're not married, not living in the same house, how about you start the day off by a text or a phone call? I hope you have a good day. Mm-hmm. Or just call and say, let's have a word of prayer. Listen, show appreciation. I don't. The, one of the greatest relationship books ever written mm-hmm. is uh, the, rela- the relationship book about the five love languages. Mm-hmm. Chapman. Yeah. Gary Chapman. That's right. Incredible book. Find out what your spouse's love language is. How they communicate that they love you. How they communicate. Or that they're hurting. Absolutely. Right. And then sow into that. Mm -hmm. There's a great couple that I used to uh, counsel years ago. And the the husband's love language just was words of affirmation. He didn't care anything about new shoes, new uh, shirt or a tie at Christmas. He just wanted his spouse and his children to say, Dad, I appreciate you getting up going to work at Chrysler every day, mm. working 60, 70 hours a week mm. so that we can live in this beautiful home. That was just enough enough for him. Mm. So be courteous to him. Show appreciation. Be interested in what your partner's interested in. Go to the ball game if, even if you don't mm. want to go. Or watch Married at First Sight. That's for my wife. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? Yeah. Watch, watch uh, TLC. I don't yeah. know about anybody else. Right. But my wife has spent a whole Saturday watching TLC. Mm-hmm. It's okay for you to... Well, nowadays, you can just record the ball game. Right. Go back and watch it later. That's right. And spend those two or three hours with your wife mm-hmm. watching TLC. Now, you're probably going to fall asleep, but it's important for her to know right. that you're... And right her to see it. That's right. Absolutely. So, love is courteous. That's number five. Number six. Here's one. Okay. It's a hard one. All right. But here's one. Good taste relationship number six is unselfishness. Mm-hmm. I, Whenever I do premarital counseling or any kind of counseling, mm-hmm. eventually I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask the question, who's the selfish one in the relationship? There's always one. And the one that's not selfish normally leans back and looks over at the selfish one. But a good taste relationship has, you got to both be striving towards being unselfish. Mm-hmm. Everything doesn't have to be about you. Now, in what we do, Dr. Posley, it seems as though everything's about us. So when we're at church, everything's about us. Right. When we're in the community on on. on doing uh, press conferences, it would seem as though everything's about us. Mm-hmm. So me personally, I make the concerted effort. When I'm at home, everything's about my wife. Yes, I'm the head of my house and the king of my castle. And I even got a t-shirt that says I'm the king. But I don't want to be selfish. Mm-hmm. I want to let my wife know right. that it's not always all about me when we come here, outside of the tabernacle environment, it's all about you. That's that's good. That's good advice for any any pastor or minister listening, uh, or, or or leader in general. Absolutely right. Think not we, think not I, but think we. Right. 
it's an us thing. You know, have to be making a point to be unselfish because it's easy to be selfish. Right. Especially it's, when you're coming out of a relationship. You, you spoke about divorce earlier. Sure. A lot of times it, when a person remarries, they're looking uh, for some healing in, from this relationship that they feel they lacked in the in the previous one. Right. And and it's a trap to eat to, to start putting demands, even if they're just nonverbal sure. body language cues, demands on the new relationship. Absolutely. Uh, and, uh, that the person may not be even qualified, may not even be a demand you needed. You, you really had to have. Sure. And 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 it can develop selfishness. You can before you know it, you're looking to be served, right? Instead of serving. Well, it's it's my opinion, Doctor Posley, that in a relationship. It's not my job to fulfill my spouse. That's right. That is that. Well, go ahead. You should be fulfilled before we get together. You need. You have to be Absolutely. because I can't. There's I, no I, way. I, I can't. And that's that. People need to hear that. People need Absolutely. to hear that. No, if you're looking for another person to fulfill you or complete you. or complete you, <laughs> I, man, that uh, you've been looking at my notes. We have to stop that. People have to stop putting putting a God expectation. Absolutely. On people, I'm right? never going to complete you. Right. You have to be complete on you. That's why when people say I'm 50 50%, you're 50%, we make a 100%. That's not a that's not a That's no, not true. This is not a deal. This is no, not a bargain. Right? Absolutely and not. And no love relationship is 50-50. If it is, you guys are in trouble. You're in trouble. Cuz it'll be a, there'll be more 70-30 and 90-10 and it would ever be 50-50. You that's in right. a relationship, you're trying to be 150% and beyond. Right. And beyond. Right. And if the partner's trying to be at 150% and beyond, we're going to meet, mm-hmm. and we're going to meet at 110%. That's right. But we're going to be doing our job together. Right. And, and, and we want our audience to know that we, we, we're not simply saying uh, that, that every per- person doesn't need to play their part, but we need to get, get away from the notion that the part you play is, is going to always be equal. It's just not. It's not. There will be there will be times that health concerns absolutely will keep you from earning the money you may have earned at one time. Absolutely. Or, or just or, or physical things. You know, uh, will we'll keep you sometimes from being able to function intimately and sexually. Absolutely. Like you did at one time. Love absorbs that. Absolutely. And continues, to, and continues with it. It's funny. You bring up the, the, the three-letter word that nobody wants to talk about publicly. But the, we, you know, it's two things in church that people want. They want more money and more sex. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to talk about money and sex in church. Yeah. Yeah. And, and those, and, are, two and those are two things that are breaking up relationships more than anything. <laughs> yeah. Two things that need to be talked about. Right. You know, I tell people to come to my counseling sessions, whether it's marital counseling or premarital counseling, we're going to talk about some Bible stuff. Mm-hmm. But we're also going to talk about some practical stuff that you're going to live with. That's right. When you're not in church. That's right. And when we're not spend, in you're Bible gonna, You're going to spend far more time out of this bill, obviously. Absolutely. Uh, th- than you are in. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we need to talk about things like money and sex and things that you are going to have to deal with. Right. As a life partner. That's right. That's right. All right. Go ahead. Number seven. The number seven good taste ingredient is having a good temper. Mm. Does your potential spouse... Have a good temper. Okay. Um, do you have a good temper? Do you fly off the handle? A good relationship, a good relationship temper makes for a good relationship temperature. Mm. Mm-hmm. A good relationship temper 
makes for a good relationship temperature. Mm -hmm. If your temper is always on 10, mm -hmm. the relationship temper is going to be on 15. That's right. And, and also, you know, uh, Pastor Taylor, it, it's, it's, that's a good place to unpack. Absolutely. Because if a person has a bad temper, anger and fear are always married. Absolutely. So anytime a person is constantly angry, there is const there's something they constantly fear. Absolutely. We need to find out what that is. Absolutely. We need to find out what that is. And if the if one part of the relationship is constantly angry, the other part of the relationship is going to operate in fear. Mm -hmm. That's right. So if I'm operating in fear, I'm never at peace because I'm wondering when you're going to get mad at me. Mm -hmm. So you got to have a good temper. Love is being mindful of what you say how you say it, and what you do. And the Holy Spirit can handle temper anyone's temp, uh, temper. Absolutely. That, that's one sign that the Holy Spirit is not guiding your thoughts. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, tell folks all the time, the Holy Spirit is more than a jump, a shout, and a tongue. That's right. The Holy Ghost will help your marriage. That's right. The Holy Spirit will help you speak to folks that wronged you yesterday. Mm -hmm. That's just what the Holy Spirit does. That's right. That's right. And the Holy Spirit helps your temper. That's right. That's number seven. Number eight, good taste ingredient is righteousness, integrity, and to be virtuous. Righteousness, integrity, and to be virtuous. Mm -hmm. Love does not expose your partner's shortcomings. That's, that, that's what I hate about Facebook. I hate going on Facebook and see a re partners in a relationship arguing about their relationship publicly. Or seeking advice from or seeking advice every, from folks. any and everybody. Right. Come on, you right. seeking advice from folks that's never been in a good relationship. That's right. But when you are have good integrity and you're virtuous and you're righteous towards one another, you don't expose your partner's shortcomings. Mm -hmm. Nobody's perfect. You don't air your dirty laundry all over all over social media. Love always looks for the best in your partner. Love always hopeful. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith. Mm. We in this together. Right. And we're going to make it together. And it doesn't matter to me who outside the relationship doesn't like what we're doing. We're in this thing together. That's good. And we're going to make it work out. We have integrity in our relationship. So since we have integrity in our relationship, I'm not discussing my relationship with anybody of the opposite sex. Matter of fact, I'm not saying anything out of line or out of order to anybody of the opposite sex. That's good stuff. I hinder and I put a, 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 a I close a door to people in my job of the opposite sex because I don't want them to ever think they can talk to me in a way that will be disrespectful to my wife. Right. Because I have. Because you're the protector of that in her Absolutely. absence as she is for you. Absolutely. Right. The worst thing you can do is be in a relationship with somebody. And you're at work talking to a young lady. So you ever heard the phrase, uh, a work wife? That, I'm, I'm hearing it of late. Isn't uh, that something? Yeah. How can you have a work wife? You don't have a work wife. A work husband. A work husband. Yeah. No, that's a colleague. That's a, a, that's trick a of co the enemy. worker. That's right. That is a trick of the enemy. That's right. Because you are opening up a door for the enemy to step in and to cause you to have thoughts about someone of the opposite sex outside of your wife which will open up a door to make you have thoughts and fantasies mm -hmm. about that person. That's why pornography is dangerous. That's right. 
The danger of pornography in relationships is that you are looking at something that, number one, is ungodly. It, right. That's right. And number two, it's opening up doors of fantasies that's not reality. That's right. And you're polluting your you're imagination. You're polluting your imagination. And you need that Absolutely. for a healthy relationship. Because right. those folks on that, on that, on the pornography, that's, that's acting. You do that's know right. that, don't you? Th that's antithetical to relationship. Absolutely. That's exactly right. And it's not real. Mm -hmm. That does not, that is that's not, not even real. That's not even real relationship. That's not even real relationship. Right. <clears throat> but if you look at that enough, that becomes your reality. Mm -hmm. And then you expect that to be in your bedroom. Because you've opened up your, your mind, your imagination, your emotions to a plot from the enemy. That's right. That's right. So you have to have integrity. That's right. And righteousness and be virtuous in your relationship. That's right. Number nine. All right. Number nine ingredient is sincerity. Sincere love is always a joyful love. What's the enemy to sincere love? Oh, my goodness. If you don't have sincere love, you don't have truthful trust. Mm. You, you don't have truthful trust if you don't have sincere love. Right. Sincere love is full of trust. Sincere love is always present. Sincere love checks with your spouse before you make a decision. Mm -hmm. Sincere love says, I'm not going to do anything before I check with my spouse because I don't want to offend them or make them think they're not a part of my life. Right. Um, and sincere love is not just physical love. Because physical love fades after a while and then you have to depend on emotional love mm -hmm. I know some of y'all think you out there you getting it every every week and you lying but you might be getting it every week now but you keep on living in that relationship you won't be getting it every week mm -hmm. because physical love turns into emotional and psychological love right. and I'm loving you because you just been with me and we've been right. ride or die and we've been making it right. so you have to be sincere without looking for anything in return just sincere love. That's right. Those are the nine ingredients. That is fantastic, man. That is, whoo, goodness. I might have to start having a, a relationship uh, a week of, of, of it in every month. Great job, man. I really bless appreciate you, that. I know Glad you have blessed you bless me. Glad to be you here. Bless me just just hearing this. I know you have blessed my audience, and we just really appreciate what you've done. Listen. Uh, Pastor Timothy Taylor has been our guest this week and he's, and he has talked these last two weeks and he has talked to us about the power of relationships and how important they are to a healthy intimacy with God for couples. Listen, this has been Moves That Matter. And as you know, we are attempting to be a visual voice to a new generation. In this life, you are constantly making moves. Since you're constantly making moves, why don't you listen to principles like this and the others that we set forth on our show and make your moves moves that matter. I'm your host, Dr. Clyde Posley. Hit share. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.